Wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Good morning, everybody. Hey, uh, yeah. Michelle's uh, experimenting with the dialogue. <laughs> Jim was like, yesterday, is listening to the, the podcast. He says, can we do something about the this and the that? And it's like, yeah, I'll try. It's right. Okay. It's, yeah, one of these days. One of these days, I'm going to say, hey, can you fix this yeah. from the other side of the camera? Yeah. Um, yeah, fantastic. But yeah, happy so Wednesday. I'm looking at the screen. I see us on the screen. And I got to say, if, if some of our friends like Joe Powell are listening in Oklahoma, <laughs> This is not Bedlam weekend. Like this it is, is not for, for me, uh, being from mm-hmm. Oklahoma, it's the orange and red rivalry thing. That and just, I'm wearing just, orange yeah. and he's wearing red. And yeah. yeah, when we turn the cameras on, it's like, oh, yeah. we, how, how like, do we do this? Exactly. It's all good. So we got a guest anybody. We got a couple quick announcements. Tomorrow mm-hmm. we'll be in uh, Sandy, Utah, which is Salt Lake City area mm-hmm. for the Utah conference. No plans to broadcast live. We might do a short little live video to say hello mm-hmm. from there but no plans to broadcast anything there. We're just, uh, uh, they've extended us a, an invitation to come down and, and be a part of it. So we're mm-hmm. going to uh, join and and look forward to that. So thanks to those folks, um, Sonia and uh, of course we know we'll see Jeff Watson and mm-hmm. some of the people we know yeah. there, but, but anyway, we're excited to do that. And then Friday, uh, Bill Elizondo joins us yes. uh, for talk about repossessions, how to save some repossessions. I look forward to that conversation. I got some fun ideas myself that I look forward to, mm-hmm. to dis- discussing with our friend, Mr. Elizondo. Mm-hmm. And then today we've got uh, Jonathan Hargy joining us to uh, yeah. to talk about. We this is like a white M&Ms. hat Wednesday. Karen, we're not M and M's, but yes, we do look <laughs> M&M. like M and M's today. That's, that's true. <laughs> so there's um, so George in Arizona. In George Good morning. Arizona, so okay. yeah, so let's go ahead and bring Jonathan in. Unless you got right. any other announcements we I, need to cover today? Well, none. There's Mr. Good Hargy. morning. Hey, good morning. How's it going? Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, From we, Fort Worth, Texas. Yes. Yeah. And you're Sunny all decked out. Yeah. You're decked out in your. Uh, Always. Yes, yes. I have to have to represent my mas alto. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. So we always enjoy spending some time with you and we wanted to have you in to talk about our, our thread for today on White Hat Wednesday. We want to talk about something that is a, it's a topic, Jonathan, that is not really talked about a lot in our industry. And Michelle and I, from sitting over here, sort of on the sidelines, obviously I'm a former dealer myself. I've been very much in it. I've managed dealerships. I've been in there and had the conversations with customers. I've I've been in conversations with a customer who was looking to redeem a repo and all of the stuff that goes along with that. So, I mean, I've been there. And, and I just think one of the things I see from the sidelines is we just sometimes don't make time to talk about how our approach to the customer can have a big impact on the success of the long-term relationship, right? So, you know, you've been doing this a good while. You want to kind of share with me kind of what kindness means to you in our business? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, truly, I think we can all agree buy here, pay here is a collection business, right? It's definitely, the secret is not in selling the car, it's in collecting the car. Mm -hmm. So we have to put, you know, the secret in the model uh, as much in the collecting as in selling the car. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of different models when it comes to the collection. So kindness has to be one of those. So one of the things we do, uh, for me, there's a story behind 
every single individual that walks into the lot. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I've spent a lot of time with a lot of dealers and, and a lot, lot of dealers, you know, very proud. Hey, I came from the bottom and this is where I'm at. Um, and I struggle and this is where I am now. Um, so I, I would almost expect some of those dealers, you know, as we went through struggles to understand what some of our customers are at. So I look at, at that position of, hey, if I would have been given some help when I needed it uh, to help me where I am today, uh, you know, you, you, don't, you don't forget those times when you were going through tough times uh, to get to where you are now. So mm -hmm. first and foremost, um, you know, the customer is a relationship that you're going to have uh, for the next, you know, even as short as you want to go, is going to be 12 to 18 months. You right. know? And, and even now, I think we can all agree we're going 24 to almost 36 months. So that relationship is going to be, you know, longer term. Yeah, uh, I don't think any of us underwrite to repossess the car in the next 12 months. Mm -hmm. So I think we all expect to try to collect. So if, if there's anything we can do to try to collect on the card a little bit longer uh, and something as simple as understanding who our customer is and understanding that there is an individual behind that car that we just sold, uh, it gives us a better chance of understanding and collecting on that car. So when we look at that, that's the way I look at it. I don't look at it and say, well, ooh, there's, that's a thousand dollar car. or That's a fifteen hundred dollar car. So I look at the, you know, I, I look at the single mother. I look at the husband that's trying to provide for their family. I look at the individual that, you know, we do a lot of Hispanic. Hey, the individual that just got here and is looking to provide and needs to send money back home. So, yes, I want to collect four hundred dollars every two weeks because I don't know who you are, but. I need to understand that this individual may need to send home, you know, money back home. So uh, I, I need to look at those things. So what's going to be the opportunity for me to collect on the car, but still give this individual the opportunity to live and survive? So yeah. that's the way we look at it, Jim. Good. So I know that, you know, you're just naturally a kind person. I could, you're just a good dude. And, and so you, you show up every day being a kind person. But I'm wondering, like when you're training a collector, as an example, like, why make the case for me? If you just hired me as a new collector, why is kindness going to make a difference in my work? Why do I need to be kind? I just need to get the money in the bank. I need to tell the customer, get the payment here by Friday, uh, you know, six o'clock or else. Uh, I can bring that approach. Explain to me from a business standpoint why, why you would ask me to bring kindness to that position. You know, um, I always tell my collectors, uh, a percentage of something is better a percentage of nothing. Uh, customer tells you, if your payment is $200 and they tell you I can bring you $100, mm -hmm. um, it, it can make the difference of here's your car, uh, which I'm going to have to recondition again. Uh, I think we can all agree sales are down, so it's going to sit there for a little while. And I'm going to have to try to sell it again, pay commission on it again. Mm -hmm. So, hey, take the money now. Right. Let's make a PTP or let's make uh, a commitment with the customer to try to get an additional money next week or whatever it may be. Uh, and the case is you never know when you're going to be in that situation. Mm -hmm. So the case is always going to be we try to collect the money now instead of collecting the car, uh, you know, or getting the car back. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's the, the approach that we take. So we're rather take. 
a portion of it now than getting the car back. But more importantly, you never know when you're going to be in that situation and you're going to show kindness yeah. today than when we come back. So, and one of the things, you know, you know where I stand in my faith. So, you know, we always talk about you want to treat others, uh, you know, as you want to be treated, you know, and that's the, the first commandment is love the Lord, you know, uh, with all your heart, second ones like it, you know, love your neighbor as mm -hmm. yourself. So, yeah. and that's the approach that we take in everything that we do over at Masalto. Good. So I think, you know, Michelle and I talked a little bit this morning and the word neighborly came up and like, what does the word neighborly mean? Like in the context you just gave. So, you know, there's, there's the theological context and then there's the ideological context, you know, so we're talking today mostly about ideology of this kind of mm -hmm. what we're trying to talk mm -hmm. about with White Hat Way is like, you might want to share what we talked about in the context of being neighborly. Yeah. Okay. So like, Jim got a little emotional when we were talking about being neighborly because yeah, that neighborly was was so um, core to that um, that the White Hatway principles of this is the farmer, this is the cowboy, this is the one that is there to help. And so we were kind of talking about, um, you know, we just moved into a new a new place, and um, and so and we've got neighbors. Got a late night, you know, neighbors all over the place. And um, so, you know, we've gone and we've taken the opportunity to introduce ourselves to our neighbors and just say, hey, we're the new people. If there's anything that that you need help with, I mean, there's a lot of older people that live around where we're at. And so it's like, if if you need anything, here's our phone number. If you need anything, give us a call. And it's kind of like they're, they're taken aback um, for a second there. It's like, what? And they don't believe you. And then the next time we see them, it's like, you know, one of our neighbors, uh, he was out pulling weeds and, and it was a Sunday and the kids were all coming over for dinner at our house. And, and so I was like, you know, how are you doing? His name is Jim too. Um, it's like, how are you doing, Jim? And he's telling about his day. And I said, have you had dinner yet? And, and he's, he's like, uh, yeah, I've already eaten. I said, oh, cause I was going to see if you wanted to come over. Cause you know, we've got all the kids coming over, but it's that it's that, you know, helping hand, you know, if, if there's anything that we can do, but continuing to offer the hand, continuing to offer the hand. And we don't have to sit outside in our front yard and have a conversation with every neighbor that goes by for them to feel like we're there. And I think for but, Jonathan, yeah. Jonathan's in a big city, Fort Worth, Texas. Mm -hmm. I mean, but your customers are still your neighbors. They're mm -hmm. part of your community. They're part of the fiber of your community, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm sure you think of them as neighbors. Absolutely. You know, in, in a business, we become so rigid because we think of profit and we we think if we lend a hand, we're going to be taken advantage of. Yes. So, you may. yeah, and you may, you know, and, and almost as a business owner, you see your customers and you almost want to hide. You don't want to see them and you don't want to be talked to. Uh, but but those are your customers. Or, you know, those are the people that are coming in and those are the people that are paying you. Uh, and, and those are the individuals that are driving your cars. Those are your billboards that are out there. Um, and and you're, you're, in fact, correct. I mean, they're the, the people that, that you're touching. And, and I can tell you, I know a lot of our customers, not, not every single one of them, uh, but every single one of them has a very interesting story. Uh, yes. my wife knows a lot of them, uh, much better than I do. Uh, so she's the one that takes the payments, but you know, she knows, and she can tell me do you know that this happened to this customer and you should help them and you should do this and you should do that. And, uh, you know, his car is doing this and then you need to call them. And 
So my wife has a list, you know, of things that, you know, we, we do for customers. But I can tell you one thing that the next time the customer comes in, you know, they always thank us for something that we did for them. And it may not be anything big. It may be something so small that we mentioned. And, and it's not something that it's intent. It's it's not something that's I'm not going to call it false. Like uh, your daughter. Uh, let me mention your daughter intentionally next time. So, you know, that I'm kind to you. It, right. It's actually something natural that comes out because we actually care, you know, for who our customers are, because we know who they are. That's, and, a, and that's a big difference. That's another, <clears throat> one of our words in, uh, in kind of the white hat definition or the description is is caring like we to be kind you have to genuinely care this is probably a good point to roll the video so i'm going to ask you to stand by we're going to roll a little one minute video from uh gary vaynerchuk those following gary v will be familiar okay quick sec giving isn't giving when you're manipulating a transaction It is a wow. I appreciate that, sir. You know why? I watch, remember? I watch, all I do is watch. If I didn't have entrepreneurial DNA, I'd probably be in some weird forest right now analyzing some rare bird for my whole life. I love watching, I love watching. And what I've learned is people are like, Gary, I always get run out. You say kindness is the foundation to big business. Well, I'm super kind and all I get is people walking all over me. Everybody says that, right? Many of you are thinking that right now. So I'm like, oh, that's interesting, let me, let me dig, let me dig. So I dig, I dig, I talk, I read, I talk, I dig, I talk, I read, I listen, I listen. I'm like, oh, that's the people that aren't actually giving. They're giving something little and fake because they want something from the other person. They're not giving, they're manipulating. That's, anyway. that's the end of it. So, yeah, I think you see why I thought it kind of tied into what we're talking about today. Like it's, it's impactful in that it... There's genuine giving. Oh, we got something playing in the background. <laughs> um, so the uh, so it's just like, like you touched on. It's like it's genuine giving, just genuine caring, and and I think this is what we you know we can't make somebody start caring. You know, you and I we could talk all day here on the morning show, and we're not going to make somebody start to care about the success of their customers. We're simply saying we're we're working over here um, to make the case that. By genuinely caring and showing kindness and grace and support of your customer that you're going to have longer term success as a dealer because your customer is going to have a more successful experience. So that's really the case. I mean, that's ultimately what we're trying to, to, to do with this ideology. And that's why we wanted you to be part of this conversation around kindness, because we think there's a business lesson here. And it's not just us. You see that Gary V says, that's big business. That's not you and me and small businesses that he's saying that's, that's also the rule, no matter how big your business is. And so I think we, as dealers, we need to get more comfortable around that concept because I think it makes life a little easier to be a dealer for 10 years, you know, and have a 10 year approach to customers that's a much easier 10 years when our relationship with the customer is not so adversarial. They can see that right. we genuinely care mm -hmm. that we're supporting them in all the ways that you've described. And so I think it's just, it's something that we're, we're working to start to make the case that it's, 
let's say the numbers don't move, Jonathan. Let's say that you, as a dealer, you began to adopt that approach or, you know, some other dealer didn't and you've got it over here. Maybe, maybe all the numbers are exactly the same. Your balance sheet looks the same. Your collateral recovery rate's exactly the same, but probably it's a much better experience for you as a dealer, your customer, your employees, when we have this level of, of kindness and fairness and that we genuinely care about our neighbor, that's going to be a better business experience for you as a dealer, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And, and I can tell you, you know, obviously it doesn't go not unnoticed, uh, you know, by your customers and obviously, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, somewhere, you know, uh, yeah. up there, you know, God, you know, you'll look at, at the kindness that you're showing, uh, you know, to, to your neighbor and the things that you're doing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, from our, from our perspective, uh, looking at those things, even if things did not change, um, even as a dealer, you still you still have to be able to sleep at night. You still have to be able to do things and function, uh, you know, as a natural individual. Uh, you still have to be able to function and be able to look at yourself in the mirror and do things. Yeah. So, you know, looking at us uh, as as a dealership, so. It doesn't mean that you have to give anything and everything away for free. So we do not offer a warranty. So it doesn't mean that I give every single customer uh, free oil changes. Uh, don't give free tires. Uh, don't give away free massages or don't anything like that. We don't do anything like that. Mm-hmm. So no warranty, no free tires, nothing like that. Uh, it's genuine care. Uh, when the car breaks down, it's the same process as everything else. A, we sold you the car as is, but I tell you what, this is what we can do. So at the end of the day, it still comes down to having some of the hard conversations. But I can tell you one thing. When you have been kind throughout the whole process, customers are going to understand. I'm like, hey, I get it. Let's come to an agreement. So it makes for every single transition a lot easier. Sure. Uh, so kindness goes a long way. Uh, you may think that it doesn't have any value immediately, but wait till it's time for the customer to tell you, Hey, I'm not able to pay uh, or make a payment on time. Instead of you having to chase them, they're going to call you and they're going to tell you, I cannot pay. Can you help me? Uh, instead of you having to chase them or, you know, having to pick up your car in a mechanic shop, they're going to call you and tell you, Hey, this is what's going on. This is how much money I have. Do you think you can help me with this um, instead of uh, doing so many other different things that have to happen as a regular dealership that you think you always have to be on your guard? Things change because now you're dealing with a friend or you're dealing with somebody that you have a relationship with instead of dealing with a stranger that you feel that you're always on your guard and you have to be protecting yourself from anything that's ever going to happen, that you have to have a thousand products to protect yourself. So yeah. and, and that's that makes it for an easier transition for us, uh, you know, to deal with every single one of our customers. Yeah. And the straight line side of that, and I'll let you cover the other part, but it's like what I hear in that when you talk about the, your customer calls you instead of the other way around. And, and we know that's you're talking about the, the rule. It's like there's some real cost. So I've left some very direct costs associated with that reverse. When the customer's not reaching out to us and we have we have direct time and expense associated with, you know, reaching out, finding the customer. So there's that. And then there's also just going to be the, the, the energetic element of that. 
like for the collection team and the kind of the, the amount of work that we put in, you know, working these customers that are kind of high maintenance, as I sometimes call them. And so when we can avoid that, we, have, we avoid a lot of real expense and some of that's energetic capital, you know, and so that's the mm. part that I think is really hard to articulate, you know, yeah. but it's like, it's a real thing that we're spending in our business. And so this is why we begin to move toward, um, you know, why Michelle and I are leaning so heavily into this white hat stream of coaching. It's like, we, we know that the, the, the principles and ideology that are there are something that it, there's some financial impact there that, that I know that you get it. And, and we want to try to help more, more people, you know, see the, the benefit in that. Right. And so incorporating their training and, and all, all their, their whole business practices. Go ahead. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jim. And you mentioned, you know, that uh, the financial aspect. So I, I can tell you, uh, I think we talked a little bit about before we, we came uh, online or I guess live. Yeah. Uh, the last time we did a repo was actually sent that account. An account for repo was six months ago. Wow. Physically called repo agent. I need you to go pick up a car. It was six months wow. ago. Um, and we currently have uh, one customer that's passed through. And it's it's a conversation that, you know, we're, we're managing that customer. It's a slow pace, what we call. Yeah. Uh, and it's simply because we have a relationship with the customers. So there is a real benefit. And I think we can all agree during this times, we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know? Gas was three fifty nine a few days ago. It's two eighty nine right now. It's gonna be three sixty tomorrow. Everything is changing. Yeah. So times are changing. Uh, so you know, before I started doing this, I mean, I was a financial advisor for many years. I have my Series Seven license, Series sixty six. I was a principal. So trust me, I, I followed this for many many years. Uh, I wore t shirts, but I used to wear suits for many many years. So what we're looking at is the market is a very different from what it used to be. So the white hat approach is what we need to look at. I mean, right now, kindness is something, it's an approach that we haven't tried in a long time. So I think what you guys are preaching right now and what we're talking about, it's a very different approach. And I think it's a new approach that's going to help a lot of dealers. So, so white hat approach, or you mean sombrero blanco, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there were another, yes. Want to get me one. Yeah, <laughs> there were two things that I I wanted to weigh in on, um, and and it like you know one of the things that you said, you know when we put out kindness, you were you know it's like this that that uh, a higher power sees it and the people around us see it. There's something that I I remember. Um, well, it's a momism, I guess. Um, that when you show kindness, you change the world. Every time we show something that is uh, that we're we're spreading positivity, um, it may not come back to us, but it changes things. Mm -hmm. And it you know it doesn't matter who sees it, but that that act of kindness changes everything. It does, and it's like it's that whole thing of throwing the starfish back in the water. It didn't. It might not matter because there's a thousand of them, but it mattered to that starfish. And so it's like that. Those little acts of kindness. It does. It changes. It changes. You know, you know, we we we're asked all the time, like you guys travel all the time, and the world is going to blank, and people are mean, and it's like that's not our experience. 
mm-hmm. that people are kind and people want to be, you know, it's like you, you do something nice and say something nice and it changes them too. So kindness is something that ripples very, very, I mean, it's the, the, it ripples greatly. The other thing we talked about before getting on the air was this, um, uh, concept of grace and, and, you know, we're not going to, we're, I'm not thinking about grace in the, in the, the kind of, uh, in the, in the term of grace where someone is, um, at the pulpit and they're talking about grace and, and all of that. I'm talking about a way of being and acting and interacting with others. And there, uh, quite a while ago, um, uh, I was just going through some, you know, really interesting things. And, and this, this word grace appeared in my world. And, and I actually, it's like one of the things, one of these, if I ever have a tattoo, I'm going to have the word grace tattooed right here so that I can always remember grace because when, you know, it's kindness, but when you layer kindness with grace, with, with being, um, being in a, in a mindset of, I'm going to listen um, I am going to, I'm not going to get riled up because I'm going to handle this very gracefully. And, and I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be fair. And I kind of feel like that the grace encapsulates so many parts of this whole white hat way type of, um, you know, what it is that, that we're, that we're preaching or that we're, you know, mm-hmm. this, this philosophy and, you know, and that grace, like I said, if you ever see a tattoo here, that's the only one I've ever had. I'm taking her tattoo. <laughs> and I, I, I've literally been talking about that for more yeah, than a decade. Go. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, for more than a decade, I've been like, I really, and so it's like, gosh darn it, do it, Michelle. So I, you know, I just may. Um, but grace. So, mm-hmm. you know, we we looked at the de- the definition of grace, and and um, and you know, there are there. It's a it's a verb and it's a noun, and um, and grace is a thing, and grace is an action. And so, uh, you know, that's yeah, grace. I just, I wanted I think, to add no, that. No, it's good. I yeah. think I, from a, from our buy here, pay here business, Jonathan, I just think it's, it's helpful for us to talk about those things because it's when, when we talk about having a customer for 10 years and we know dealers have had customers in the same family for 30 years. So how do you get there? Like what, what's the difference? And, and what we see in approach is it's almost like there's, especially on the collection side of this business, it's almost like there's two schools of thought. Some are, can't be flexible, can't get people an inch, got to hammer on them, got to, you know, got to retrain them. And you do that with a, a you know, a, a hammer. Or, or why know. would I be kind? Because they're just going to screw me in the end. Yeah, there's sort of an attitude that we mm-hmm. bring to it. So I think that's, it's, um, so this is why we think it's important to get in here and talk about this stuff because we know that, you know, we're, we're embarking on a time where dealers, it's a, it's a struggle. It takes a lot more cash to be a buy here, payer dealer than it did five years ago. Right. And so it, so it's a struggle. Um, cost of money is going up for dealers. It's going to be challenging. And so we think these things are it's going to be what separates the winners and losers to a degree It's like, you know, being able to um, understand how these elements impact every piece of your business. You know, customer service is not a new topic for any business, right? We all understand customer service. What we think Gary V is, is talking about, and we um, share the, the sentiment, is that kindness and grace and 
caring for the customer in a genuine way, Empathy. not, not yeah. with any expectation, but you're our neighbor. We care about you. We, we think the outcome will be that you'll care about us and that we'll have a long business relationship. Right. So that's kind of the way we think about it. Go ahead, Jonathan. Absolutely. You know, uh, what did they say? Grace is getting, you know, is getting what you don't deserve or, uh, you know, and there's there's two schools, you know, and, and it doesn't mean that's wrong because there are dealers that are very rigid and they've been around for such a long time and they're still around and they're going to be around. Mm -hmm. uh, but then there's this new school and then there's other schools that have been around for a while. Hey, there's more graceful, you know, showing kindness uh, and doing it the other way. Uh, and it doesn't mean I'm not here to tell you, hey, this is the better way of doing it. it it's just going to depend which way you want to do it. Uh, you know, the, the one thing I tell you, I just tell you my experience of how it's been, uh, mm -hmm. you know, over the past year, uh, yeah, year, you know, we can tell you we've been, we've been through some lows and I can tell you grace has led us through many ways. Kindness, you mm -hmm. know, from our vendors, uh, kindness from so many people have led us. So we're paying it forward in many, many different ways and showing it to our customers, you know, and, and those are things that, you know, that that come from within you. Uh, but more importantly, it, it's, you know, it, it comes from who you are uh, and, and who you want to be uh, and what you want your business to be. We all struggle for reviews. Uh, I got this bad review. It's unfair. I want to fight Google and I want to fight Google's mom and, you know, the dad <laughs> and, and I want to remove it. When at the end of the day, uh, at the end of the day, I look at it and I, I go in and they have like three reviews. Well, I, I don't think that dealer has sold three cars in their entire, you know, time that they've been open. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you know, every car dealership should have more than 30 reviews. I mean, if you've been around for whatever amount of time, you should have more than you know, you should have a review for every single customer that bought a single car because a good review is going to help you cushion a bad review. We have bad reviews and I can tell you some of those are unfair, yeah. uh, but you know, and, and it's going to happen. I'm not a gold coin that everybody's going to love me, mm -hmm. but I have good reviews that are going to help me cushion the good reviews. So I don't have to go fight Google. And, and that's what reality is. Absolutely. Uh, so, but that that's those are the reality of things, you know, but at the end of the day, you know what? I feel good because even the ones that gave me a bad review, I can tell you one thing and I can show messages if I wanted to be so petty. Hey, I want to buy another car from you. There was one guy that wanted to buy a car from us a week before. And because we told him, hey, we need this much down payment. He got mad. He gave us a bad review, but I'm not going to go post it up there, although. I guess I just kind of did, right? <laughs> <My bad. laughs> so, uh, but you know, th those things, and you don't have to go that far, but you know, the good reviews help you cushion those things. And it's just because, you know, customers want to give you those good reviews. Uh, and it's not always at the time of sale. It's sometimes they, you know, you hit them up, hey, you never gave us a review. Can you give us a review? So those things are going to help you in the bad times. So the good times, I'll do the bad times. Uh, amen to that. Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. When you think about it too, like in, just in our personal lives and our business kind of as, as our personal life, that if someone says something negative about us personally, mm 
that it's sometimes we just are like, that's not fair. That's not. And then we feel like we need to go out and we need to defend and we need to, we need, but it's like, you know what? I'm so sorry. That's been your experience. And you know, what can I do to, 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 but, but knowing that who you show up as day after day after day is far, far, it will far outweigh a bad review. And yeah, I think one place we could probably wrap up here is like when I think about the energy and the attitude that we bring mm -hmm. in the collections department, like if I'm a collector, that's a frustrating job, right, Jonathan? That's oh, a frustrating absolutely. job to do and, and talk to people. And of course, they lie to us and they misrepresent. Well, so it's frustrating. The challenging thing for a collector is to now finish that call and step into the next call without bringing a negative attitude into the next conversation, right? And so that's a challenging thing for a human being to do. And so I think when our collectors, we want to try to create an environment for our collectors where we support them and the, the morale of the team and the, the collective attitude of the team is such that we're, we're bringing that neighborly approach, you know, that, that friendly approach to everybody. And we have to, it's our choice about the attitude that we bring to the next phone call or the next conversation. And that's a hard thing to manage, but when we do it from a place of kindness and not let yesterday's frustration come into today, then that helps us to be more successful. I think you'd agree. Absolutely, Jim. Absolutely. And, and I think uh, every single one of, uh, of us as dealers want to be successful. Um, you know, it doesn't matter how big our operation is. Um, we want to be involved. Um, that's why we look for the, the greatest and the latest. I want to hear recorded phone calls. I want to know how my collectors are doing. I want to hear their tone of voice. Uh, so kindness is one of those things. So we, it's almost, we want the secret sauce. I want you to be kind, but I want you to collect hundred percent of the time. <laughs> well, it, you know, it, it almost doesn't mix because kindness means that you have to give in a little bit at times, because if you give in right now, uh, you're going to be able to get more, you know, that, and, and that sometimes that's what happens. And if you think about it in life, that's just the way it goes. You know, sometimes to be able to push harder, you have to take a step back in order to forward or to thrust yourself. And that's the same thing with our customers. Sometimes you give a little bit of an inch in order to be able to push more. And that's the approach that we take with our customers. Uh, and, and you're right. It's hard. It's hard to not take it personal, uh, mm -hmm. you know, for our collectors. But, uh, you know, that's just. It, it's a daily struggle. You know, they, we, we get the, the formula. We'll let you know. Yeah. We got <laughs> let's I think let's figure me, it out together. If, if I were training a collector <laughs> and I only had a couple minutes with them, I would just say, yes, today's payment is important, but what's more important is that this customer is still with us in 10 years, referring their friends and family. Correct. Oh. How do we approach that payment today is, is getting that payment today in the bank by six o'clock tonight. Is that important? Or is it more important that this customer is still with us? I think you can have both. I honestly believe you can have both. You just got to, you, you can be kind, you can work that out and you can, you be can, so, so this kind of goes into the bend without breaking, which is a whole different podcast. That's a whole different conversation, but it's like, this is part of what we bring. It's part of why we, we think it's important to first recognize these things kind of in terms of why ideology. I know you were in the room when we talked about um, one of the times we did a presentation and we introduced a little short video from, uh, Simon, Simon Sinek. Sinek. You remember a little, you ever, are familiar with Golden mm -hmm. Circle? And so that what Simon Sinek really talks about is, you know, when your purpose 
when your when your company kind of shows up every day driven by your purpose, then all the other things that happen are easier. Like everybody understands what the purpose is, what the real objective is. So so all the decisions that we make every day, um, you know, are kind of emanate from that. So, so how you do it, uh, what you do as a company, those are interesting things, but what really is the kind of the the core piece has got to be this purpose. And so I think this is why we think white hat way is a good place to start from a, Mm -hmm. we're just trying to articulate a, a principled sort of uh, core belief that, that if we can just can live there, then it makes all the rest of the things that we do much easier. Absolutely. And if I could just mention one more thing, Jim, um, it's not something that, you know, you can, you can start today, um, but you have to start with your employees. You start with your employees and it transfers to your customers. Uh, and it's vice versa. You cannot be kinder to your customers than you are to your employees uh, because your employees are just going to they're, they're going to see that it has to be an equal approach Yeah, uh, because you can just you, you cannot pick up a book, read a quote. It's kind of like a movie, right? You're able to pick up you're able to look at a movie and say, I like this movie, but it takes a couple of times before you start quoting the movie. Uh, and it takes a couple of times before you start getting a scene and it becomes funny. And then it takes a couple of times before you can actually explain the scene and you can actually convey the message, you know, of what that scene is. It's funny. So and it's the same thing. You just can't get up and start quoting somebody and convey the message to your team. Right. So it, it's one of those things that you can say today, I'm going to wear a white hat and say, oh, automatically have the white hat way. So this is something that has to be purposeful and you have to start with your team and then your team is eventually going to convey it to your customers. But you have to do it every single day. And I would even say it starts even at home. So with your wife, with your kids, with a lot of different things and even back, it starts with you. So there's a lot of different things, you know, I mean. You guys have a lot of a lot of good good information. So yeah, no, I think you, you touched Beautiful. on it. Beautiful, it's right. You. I think so. It's really right. It's like you. It starts with you, and you express that to the team, and then you they see that that is the mm-hmm. real you. Like, like that, you don't just say it; you live it, right? So right. that's that's so they need to not see anything inconsistent with that. Otherwise, those things just become words. Mm-hmm. You know, if we say one thing and we do something else, then so I think it's it all starts kind of with the dealer, and and so that can. You, that can become your company identity and, and, you know, you as the dealer and the company is the extension of that. And it's like, we, this is who we are. Like, this mm-hmm. is who we are every day. And so, so people can now your employees can obviously get comfortable behind that, but we better wrap up. We're we going to have you. A we always enjoy, yeah. we always enjoy yeah, being able to, to, to spend a little bit of time with you. Yeah. So thanks again. Um, it was, uh, it was exactly the conversation I was mm-hmm. expecting and yeah. hoping for. So that's great for you. Too, Would you be sense. able to stick around for just a minute after yeah. we're done? Excellent. Nice. Um, Jonathan, thank you so much for thank joining you. Really, really appreciate it. All right. Um, yeah, okay. Thanks for the folks who tuned yeah. in. We saw Texas in there, Virginia. Yeah, we, a bunch There's of different. There's Illinois, um, Kendra some, Brown. Some good new, morning. Thanks some for new, tuning in. Uh, new voices and new faces. Yeah. Um, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Uh, it's, it's, I'm hoping that you're feeling a little bit uh, ready and revitalized to just express a little bit more kindness and grace to your your customers and to your team as well. Um, 
uh, Friday is uh, Bill Elizondo, and so we're looking forward to having him come and talk a little bit more about collections. It's the month of collections. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, guys. 